0: The Singletracks podcast is brought to you by TPC, the pros' closet. Now is the perfect time to upgrade, and TPC has an industry-leading selection of new and certified pre-owned bikes, plus frames, wheels, and accessories. Each certified pre-owned bike is inspected, tested, and serviced, and every bike includes 30-day returns. Visit TPC.bike forward slash singletracks.com and enter code Singletracks40 to save $40 on every order over 200. That's the Pros Closet at tpc.bike Singletracks. And look for the link and coupon code in the show notes.
1: Hey folks, welcome to the Single Tracks Podcast. My name is Matt and I'm the managing editor for Single Tracks and the author and narrator of the podcast today. We're trying something a little different for the pod and publishing an audio version of a short news story. This is about why cross country athlete Dylan Johnson chose to outfit his hardtail with a set of drop bars for the Leadville 100 mountain bike race. We hope you like it. The Leadville Trail 100 is one of the most difficult mountain bike races on the planet. The race starts at over 10,000 feet in elevation and reaches a peak of 12,600 feet. Trying to maintain energy, oxygen, and composure for over 8 to 12 hours and 100 miles results in a notable amount of DNFs, or did not finish, every year. Leadville also happens to be one of the least technical mountain bike races out there. The climbs can be steep and endless, but much of the course is made up of dirt road and double track with a small amount of actual single track. In Leadville, the athlete's bike can make a huge difference in their result. Cross-country athlete Dylan Johnson grew up in North Carolina mountain biking with his dad and soon started racing, focusing on 100-mile endurance races. While basically everyone uses a cross-country full-suspension mountain bike or hardtail at Leadville, the idea to equip his hardtail mountain bike with drop bars for the 2023 race came after competing at the event a year ago. To me, it's one of these races that kind of falls in this gray area between gravel racing and mountain bike racing,
0: and... I think the only reason why almost everyone shows up on a traditional cross-country mountain bike is because it's advertised as a mountain bike race,
1: and it's historically been raced on mountain bikes. There are some exceptions. Athletes in the past have raced the course on gravel bikes, and up until this year, some athletes were equipping their mountain bike handlebars with aero bars. Johnson was one of them in 2022.
0: on. I think that uh, Jeremiah Bishop had aero bars on to help Alton Lakata break the course record. Uh, Todd Wells has won the race with aero bars on his bike. And I had aero bars on my bike last year, but Lifetime has just had a rule change that any and all Lifetime races, you're not allowed to use aero bars, and obviously that includes Leadville, so you can no longer have aero bars on your bike for Leadville. That particular rule change was... Was probably what pushed me even further to doing the drop bars because without aero bars it's even harder to get in an aerodynamic position with
1: normal mountain bike bars. After racing Leadville last year, he experimented with a new setup for the Shaquamigan 40 mountain bike race in Hayward, Wisconsin. Unfortunately, a thunderstorm opened up before it started and turned the course into a mud pit, throwing the need for a fast aerodynamic position out the window. But Johnson was committed to using a drop bar bike for this year's Leadville, and when August approached, he got serious about training with what he believed was the ideal setup. His Factor Lando Hardtail with a 100mm Fox 32 step cast Fork, a dropper post, a 36 tooth chainring, and drop bars. It may have been a better bike for Leadville, but it wasn't a seamless transition. Yeah, it definitely took some getting used to. I mean, the the month leading up to Leadville, when I figured out that I was
0: in fact going to ride the drop bar bike i did pretty much every single ride on that bike and i was oftentimes going and riding trails on that bike and these were these were trails that were more technical than anything i was going to see lead belt and would have definitely been faster and more fun on the regular bars but i was just trying to get used to the
1: bars there are two core sections he was concerned about the power line and columbine descents they aren't exactly technical but they can be a little fast and loose Johnson finished seventeenth with a time of six hours and twenty-six minutes. He reviewed his times from last year on the power line and columbine descents with a regular mountain bike, and this year with drop bars. Johnson says there might not have been a difference at all. After the race, I am I'm, I'm fully convinced that Leadville's drop bar course partially because I ended up getting my fastest time ever
0: down power line with the drop bars, and my time down columbine during the race was faster this year than it was during the race last year with normal you know i had normal bars
1: last year and though there might be an aerodynamic advantage johnson doesn't believe that lifetime will take the same route as aero bars and eliminate drop bars from mountain bike races
0: harder time making the case to ban drop bars people ride drop bars off-road all the time that's what gravel is and also you have access to your brakes at all times so they would definitely have a harder case and i think people would be a little more up in arms if they decided to ban drop bars for some reason
1: the athlete said he didn't get any flack from other competitors when he showed up to the race with his drop bar hardtail in fact some told him they thought it was a good idea As for whether the addition of drop bar moves the bike into another category, Johnson doesn't believe so. I mean, my
0: particular bike setup, everything about it is a mountain bike. The frame is is a mountain bike frame. The fork is a mountain bike fork. I had a dropper post on it. I had mountain bike tires on it. Everything about it is a mountain bike except for the drop bars. So maybe if the line is the bars, then I guess across that line, but it is, you know, who's where the line is, I guess. I guess I'd consider it a mountain bike because every component on it was a mountain bike component
1: except for the bars. For those considering such a feat, Johnson has a suggestion. It might seem natural to put your hands in the drops on the descents, but he believes it puts too much of your weight too far forward and instead keeps his hands on the hoods during the descents. Just make sure you've got strong hydraulic disc brakes.